You're listening to the You're Such a Catch podcast with your host, Aaron, <laughs> whose journey in dating and relationships is on full display for your empowerment, education, and honestly, your entertainment too. Hello, and welcome back to You're Such a Catch. I'm Erin, and today I want to discuss relationships, but a specific kind of relationship that I haven't discussed much on this podcast, friendships. I feel like there is so much to unpack and discuss around friendships, especially as we come out of COVID and start socializing again. Did your friendship survive the pandemic? Did you experience any situations where you realized, well, maybe she's not really my friend, or maybe this friendship no longer aligns with who I become or who I want to be? These situations can be heavy and difficult to navigate. Stay tuned if you're lonely, experiencing hardships in your current friend group, or if you need help nurturing the solid friendships that you have. Sometimes it's difficult to prioritize friendships as life takes its course, and that's okay. We'll talk through that and more on today's episode. Before we start singing the Friends theme song and braiding each other's hair, make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast player you're listening on. And if you like what you hear, maybe a recent episode really resonated with you, please consider leaving a rate or review. And if you want to see what happens outside of this podcast, feel free to follow me on social media at You're Such a Catch. Spoiler alert, it's pictures of Jamar and I, Chargers football adventures, and an occasional TikTok that took a lot of self-persuasion to post. And it now lives on my feed after much convincing. Let's dive into the nitty gritty behind making friends and sustaining friendships as adults. Whether you're the last of your girlfriends to get relationshiped up, maybe you're a new mom learning how to juggle mommyhood, barely finding time to sleep or shower, or you're in a season similar to mine, adding a new romantic relationship into the mix while also trying to create a business hashtag entrepreneur life, or maybe you're somewhere in between all this. The point is we all have busy, fast-paced lives, and when we finally get a moment of solitude, we may just want to put on our comfies and zone out, watch a little Netflix, or even take a bubble bath. Putting on real pants, not yoga pants, and makeup doesn't sound all that inviting. Pre-COVID, I wouldn't have even batted an eyelash. Now I'm like, ugh, I've got to get ready. Then what? Then we head out for overpriced booze to engage in small talk. I don't know about you, but the older I get, the more I crave deeper, more meaningful friendships. I don't have time for gossip. I value the friendships where we check in on each other's mental health, where we share openly and we get vulnerable. As you get older, I think you realize it's not the quantity of friends that's important. We're no longer at the stage in life where friends equal popularity. We want quality friends. Our friend circles naturally morph depending on what season of life we're in. And that saying, friends come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, it starts to hit home. Let's first discuss adult friendships as a whole. Do you feel like you have a solid group of friends you can count on? Do you feel like making new friends as an adult is difficult? A lot of people relocated during the pandemic and are legit starting over. That can be hard, especially for people who aren't extroverts. I get it. It's almost the equivalent of dating, but for a platonic relationship. You first have to find a way to expand your network. You have to be open to the possibility of meeting new people. You really have to put yourself out there. 
So how exactly do you do this? When we're younger, we develop friendships easily based on the neighborhood we grew up in. It was natural to just start playing in the front yard and end up with a new BFF by noon. In school, it was easy to make friends in your homeroom. Maybe your desk were clustered together and that created a bond. Or maybe you played sports and friendships blossomed because of the sheer time spent together as a team. As we get older, especially if we're limited by where our time is spent, it may be harder to meet like-minded individuals that we can build a meaningful relationship with. What do I mean exactly? Well, as adults, most of us spend anywhere between 40 to 60 plus hours a week working. If we have a significant other, we dedicate time to that relationship. If we're a parent, we're in between pickups and drop-offs, household duties, chores and errands, and there may not be that much time left to meet new people. We end up forming relationships with people who are within our reach, which might not necessarily be the best pairing, even if it's convenient. Relationships form where time is invested. This is why we make friends with our coworkers, why moms become friends with their kids' BFFs mom. (laughs) It may be difficult for you to set aside time or put forth the effort required to allow new relationships to form outside of these obvious places. But if you're feeling lonely or you're in a place where you need a friendship refresh, a good place to start is by taking a class, volunteering your time, or joining a club or organization around something you enjoy. Maybe you're at a stage in life where you want friends who can support you on a journey to improve your health. So you decide to take a yoga class or a cooking lesson. In doing so, you make an effort to befriend somebody new that way. Now, I know someone out there is thinking, I don't have time to take on something new or commit to something else. I get it. But really evaluate where you are spending your time. If you find yourself getting stuck on a phone call with a girlfriend and you can't get a word in edgewise, we all know that conversation where you're just responding, "Mm mm-hmm, wow, okay, while she's madly divulging everything you've missed this week in everyone else's life but hers, maybe you can physically feel your positive energy being drained and you aren't even having a two-way conversation. You're just listening. This might be an opportunity to evaluate repurposing that time, trying something new, something you just thought you didn't have time for. Watching friendships pivot and go in a direction you never anticipated is hard. I've lost a few friendships over the years, and it's not easy. You almost have to grieve them like you do any other loss. What I've discovered, though, is most people resurface in some way, shape, or form. Social media has made this easy for your circle to expand and decrease, depending on which way the wind blows. From my experience, even if someone comes back into your life, my motto is to monitor how the connection or relationship has changed. If you even allow them to come back in, and if that relationship is reciprocated, you're both adding value into each other's lives, press on. But if you notice things shifting back into an unwanted pattern, don't give up the growth or the progress you've made. That old behavior doesn't serve you. We have to remain cognizant of this because we become the company that we keep, and our inner circle does bear a lot of influence on us. Managing who we give our time to, who we invest in, who we support and communicate with becomes a reflection and extension of ourselves. We have to choose wisely. Now, as you know, if you've been tuning in for a while now, historically, I've been a people pleaser. 
I'm really working on this and I've made some serious strides. However, I will say that I am also a fixer. I hate to see people upset, hurt, or struggling. And often my bubbly, upbeat personality attracts people who, for lack of a better word, are broken. When I find myself trying to expand my circle to include these folks, it typically doesn't end well if they aren't open to a positive change. I've already learned the lesson that we cannot will others to change. They have to want to change for themselves. My dad always says, take care of yourself first, Aaron. And sometimes that is so hard for me to process and execute, but he's right. There are some people, maybe in your friend circle today, who are okay with always being the victim or who would rather gossip than discuss what's happening in their own lives. My suggestion to you, protect that energy. Choose your friends wisely and invest in the relationships that are mutually beneficial. When I manifested the job that led me to Manhattan Beach, leaving a decade of memories, my dog, my friends, a career I had literally poured my blood, sweat, and tears into, I knew no one aside of my brother. I moved to a new town, was starting a new job, and I desired a solid group of girlfriends. I had been one of the boys for so long. I wanted to create bonds with like-minded females. So I decided to join Sam Pipers, a women's only philanthropy group in the South Bay, and I volunteered my time on various committees and events. I met a solid group of women I clicked with, some of which are my best friends to this day. Some of the friendships I had prior to moving, bonds I created with coworkers who are like family since we spent hours upon hours together, they still remain. Or my Temecula Moms group. Yes, I'm in a moms club. Don't be jealous. We go to Palm Springs every year. Them to get a much needed break from their kiddos and families, me because I enjoy my girl time. This group of nine friends, all of which are moms but me, are inclusive. This group discusses real life heartaches, divorce, the loss of parents, something that unfortunately at our age becomes a reality, financial hardships, and issues impacting their children's ability to navigate school and learning. Of course, we've had several moments of sheer belly laughter and snorts when we're together. Our bond is tight, and I love these ladies so much that I sat in traffic for three and a half hours this weekend to see them. We typically try to get together twice a year, once for Palm Springs in the summer and once more where we do our favorite things. Each of us buys eight of our favorite things, $10 or less. We wrap them up and we exchange them. It's so much fun to see what each girl loves and values and to get to take that home with us each year. It's such a fun tradition. I still have a group of girlfriends I keep in contact with from high school. We reconnected during lockdown on Marco Polo and have kept the conversation going strong each week. We are also implementing a new tradition with an annual trip. This year, our inaugural trip is also to Palm Springs this summer. Then I have my Red Dress Run crew, which was created off of tequila shots and a desire to make it rain on go-go dancers. Nonetheless, the crew is always up for a good time, a laugh, a spontaneous adventure, whether it's to WeHo or New Orleans. All you have to do is say the word and their bags are packed. I'm very fortunate. I'm surrounded by wonderful people and some of which have come into my life 
life by happenstance. As much as we've shown our dislike for online dating and connecting with others on the internet, social media, or through apps, I must say some of my most surprising friendships formed by a person reaching out randomly with an inclination that we could possibly hit it off, and lo and behold, we did. Dion, who I've spoken about before, he's the host of Off the Beaten Podcast, he had sent me an email on a whim. Hell, I didn't even see it for the first two weeks, but when I did, I wrote back and we've become the most amazing friends. He was one of my saving graces during the COVID lockdown. Don't discredit the ability of those connections. When I look at my DMs on Instagram, several are from people I met online. We built a full-on relationship that started with a simple follow of each other's journeys. Clubhouse is the same thing. A connection, a solid friendship can be formed anywhere you'll allow it to be formed. Get creative with it. Now let's switch gears a little bit and talk about how to sustain a friendship. This is important to me because I feel as if I am really missing the mark in this area. A lot of people tell me, you're an amazing friend, Erin. Am I? I know I can do better. It's not that I don't want to be all things to all people. Trust me, I do. Remember, I said I'm a recovering people pleaser, but I'm terrible about reaching out and planning things. I always tell my friend Zara, who was on the pod, she's amazing because she is the glue that keeps our friendship together. She's great about reaching out and suggesting we grab dinner, a drink, sit on the couch and do nothing, just catch up. She's a great planner. I am not. I always partake. I'm just not a good initiator. My friends Alex and Katie are the same way. They plan, organize, and on top of all of that, they always express gratitude in written form. After we get together, there's always a text saying how wonderful it was to see each other or get together. Oftentimes, I receive a snail mail thank you reaffirming the same sentiments. These small gestures are so thoughtful. They make me feel loved, supported, encouraged, and appreciated. When you're sustaining a relationship over the years, through the different seasons of life we all experience, taking the time to put forth this level of effort is important. This is one of the reasons I created the From Pod to Paper greeting card line. When you receive a handwritten note from a loved one or friend, there's nothing else like it. Their love exudes through their penmanship, and the thoughtfulness involved in the execution is second to none. I have to remind myself that I need to reciprocate the things I appreciate because I know how nice it is to be on the receiving side of things. Giving is equally as important. So what are some ways you can ensure you're doing your part to sustain a relationship you value? There's always a simple text or voice note when someone pops into your head. Often someone will pop into my head and I don't act on it in a timely manner. I should. I'm also a believer that when someone does pop into your head, there's a reason for it. It's a synchronicity. Maybe that person is going through a tough time or maybe a life change is occurring. Whatever the case may be, it's nice to reach out in the moment. You can even say, you don't have to respond. I was just thinking of you and I wanted to check in. This lets them know you were thinking of them and it takes any pressure off of them to reply. I don't want to squirrel too much here, but I also think it's important that when we do these things and we're holding up our end of the bargain, we're doing so without any expectation of reciprocation. Our gift to others, time, effort, energy is always our gift and we cannot expect anything in return. Now, that's not to say we can't be selective with whom we invest our time, effort, and energy, but regardless, we do these acts and give in and of ourselves because that's who we are, never expecting anything in return. 
Another thing we can do is send snail mail. My friend Kara sent two of my girlfriends and I a postcard every single day of lockdown. Can you believe that? Each day I checked the mailbox to find an uplifting quote or phrase of encouragement written in our handwriting. I kept them all. Earlier this week, I received some difficult news. I came home from getting a spray tan and there was a package on my front step. I thought, I didn't order anything from Amazon. It must be for the neighbor. The package did have my name on it, so I went inside and I opened it. It was a willow tree angel named Gracious, sent from my friend Sarah. I immediately started crying, which was a terrible idea since I had just gotten a spray tan, but the tears were worth it, and her gesture of thoughtfulness meant the world to me. Another thing we can do is step into that planning role and make a suggestion to a friend or group of friends to get together. And maybe it isn't for the usual dinner and drinks. Maybe it's to go on a hike, visit a museum, or do something outside the ordinary. This could even be an open invitation where you bring a friend from outside the circle that may be wanting to connect with others or expand their network. The possibilities are endless. The last thing I want to touch on is what I mentioned briefly earlier about expectations. We have to be careful not to make assumptions or create expectations for our friends. It's easy to get hurt feelings when a dynamic changes, or even if a friend doesn't respond to a text immediately, we may start to overthink or jump to conclusions, but we need to pause and give our friend the benefit of the doubt. She's doing the best she can, just like we're doing the best we can in whatever season of life we're in. We're all evolving and life is starting to come back and we're getting busier than ever. Believing in the best of your friends is a good practice to be mindful of. Ditch the passive aggressive, where have you been? You don't call, you don't write and replace it with a simple, how are you? These three words can go a long way. After the response, you can always follow it up with, how can I best show up for you right now? And flip the script if you are in need of extra support or encouragement. Don't be shy to ask for help or ask to have your friend show up for you in a different way. Friendships are reciprocal. That's what's beautiful about them. Thanks for tuning in to your Such a Catch. Today we discussed what to do if you're feeling lonely and in need of friends, how to acquire new friends, sustain the good ones, and how to ensure you're doing your part in the friendship. Not every friendship is supposed to last. I said it earlier, but relationships come into our lives for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. There are plenty of relationships in my life that have come and gone, and that's okay. I have peace with it. If you have friendships that revolve around negativity or you feel taken advantage of, maybe you recognize they're just toxic. It's okay to let them go. If you made it to the end of this episode, I have a challenge for you this week. Do a friendship audit. Take inventory of who's in your life, who you allot your time and energy to, and ensure you're choosing wisely. Limit people who misuse your time and energy and consider how to approach them moving forward. Recognizing these patterns is important. Acting accordingly will set you up for success. Then do one thing outside your comfort zone. Consider trying that yoga class. Join a Facebook group. Hell, join YSCs and make a new friend. Expand your network. Surround yourself with positive energy. Reach out to a friend. Show them some love and act on a thought if they pop into your head. Until next week, you'll always have a friend in me. I'm here for you.